Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and we are in ordinary time. This is the end of the second week after Pentecost. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Visit us with your salvation, and sustain us with your gracious spirit. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the living and abiding word of God. A reading from Matthew chapter 9. We begin at verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not take a road leading to the Gentiles, and do not enter a Samaritan town, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. They cured the sick, raised the dead, cleansed those with a skin disease, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics or sandals, or staff, for laborers deserve their food. Whatever town or village you enter, find out who in it is worthy and stay there until you leave. As you enter a house, greet it. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. If it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet and leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. Here is a nice summary of Jesus' ministry. 
He visits towns and villages throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of God's kingdom. He heals the sick and gather in, gathers in those who have been cast out. In his presence and speaking and doing, the promise of God's word is fulfilled for all who need him, for all who welcome him, for all who receive him by faith. But by coming among us as God with us, Jesus comes to feel deeply how troubled and cast down we human beings are. As Jesus looks out at the crowd, he feels and feels deeply the overwhelming troubles of people who have almost lost all hope of anything being different in their lives of God's kingdom coming, of God's favor entering their life. There are so many, but only one Jesus, who can be in only one place at only one time. And there are only 24 hours in a day, and only so much time before Jesus' opponents are going to close in on him. This ministry of Jesus is like an abundant harvest. It stands ready for a limited time, but one person cannot possibly bring in the harvest alone, so Jesus gathers the disciples and asks them to join him in prayer. Prayer that God sends more workers into the field. Prayer that Jesus' ministry is multiplied so that more people can hear and believe, receive healing and peace and welcome into the fellowship of God's people again. The answer to their prayers, of course, is the disciples themselves. Jesus calls them, chooses them, pairs them up, gives them a mission. He tells them to do these things again and again so that all might hear and receive mercy and the hope and peace of God's kingdom. The answer to their troubles and the antidote to their helplessness is the gospel, the good news that the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus gives them this message. They are to bear witness to the coming of God's kingdom in Jesus, God's Messiah. And Jesus gives them the power, a share of his own authority, to carry out that mission in Jesus' name. And so Jesus sends them out two by two. Jesus' ministry is multiplied by six. This pattern will be repeated when Jesus sends out 35 pairs as he heads to Jerusalem, and again when Jesus sends out all of the disciples into the world after Jesus ascends to God's right hand, and after the Holy Spirit is sent to abide in us and among us. And so the place we find ourselves is in the middle of a world of people who are troubled, disheartened, downcast, and cast out. And just like the disciples then, we are the ones that Jesus sends out into the world to share the good news, to bring healing and peace for all. And just like the twelve, we are sent out not by our own power or our own authority or with just any message, but with Jesus' power and the gospel that bears witness to the salvation that we have received by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world. For people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare. For all who work for peace and international harmony. For all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For the troubled and those who feel helpless. For the sick and the mourning. For the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For who else, for what else do we ask? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy, and the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen.